This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Designed specifically for venture-backed startups, Brex is the perfect corporate card for fast-growing companies. Head to brex.com and sign up with the promo TFR to get waived card fees for life. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back for another edition of Investor Stories. On this special segment, the experts describe the most important lesson that they've learned and how that has changed the way they invest. This is the special segment called Lessons Learned. On today's special segment, we have Tom Tungus. Tom, have you made an investment that didn't work out, which has caused you to adapt or improve your approach? If so, what did you learn, and how has it changed what you invest in? Yeah, I mean, fortunately, I haven't had to shut down any company yet so far. But there have been a lot of lessons along the way. And I think ability to recruit is really important. But perhaps number one is a company, in order to survive, has to be able to continue to raise money, right? And the companies die because they don't have enough cash. And so one of the things that I look for now that I didn't look for maybe four or five years ago when I was first starting in in venture capital was, uh, and I'm evaluating constantly in in our first meeting, is how effective could this person be in two years when they need to raise money for their next round. On today's special segment, we have Mark Peter Davis of Interplay Ventures. Mark, have you made an investment that didn't work out, which has caused you to adapt or improve your approach? If so, what did you learn and how has it changed what you invest in? Yeah, I think the key thing to, you know, that has been the kind of persistent moments of failure in my career on the investing side and on the entrepreneurship side is confirmation bias. I'm at the point where it feels like it's been a while since I've written a check. Here comes something that sounds good. I don't have my head totally around the opportunity, but I'm excited and I kind of want to do something. That's the watch out moment. I think if you're an investor and you're in the psychology of, hey, we should write a check or boy, other people are excited about this or I know the guy who's doing it, but I don't totally get what he's doing. Stop. Think it through. And kind of recalibrate because those are the moments where I think you make the hasty bets that don't work out. On today's special segment, we have Adam Draper of Boost VC. Adam, what's one of the most important lessons you've learned through your experiences as a startup investor? Uh, that. I saved the, the easiest ones for last. Yeah, obviously. Well, it's, it, so I, I always like, you know, people have given me a lot of really, really great advice over the the years coming from four generations of venture capital. I, I'm able to go to my dad and my grandfather still uh, for awesome advice and help. Uh, the things that I, I would say I've learned, a network matters a lot. So finding, meeting people, talking to people, like building out a network of valuable, intelligent, business-minded, you know, energetic believers is a really important part of building out a business. 
And then the other thing, I actually wrote a blog post on this, but it's finding your competitive advantage. So understanding, like a part of what my intensity score is really highlighting is the idea that you are better than everyone else at something, even if it's just a character trait and playing to your odds, making, you know, using that to your advantage is, is always a, a part of building out a, a business. The other advice I actually generally, when starting an accelerator specifically that I got, I always think it's sort of funny advice that I got. Um, I talked to a lot of accelerators before I started an accelerator, and one was uh, it, it, one was a founder of TechStars New York, which NYC, which was um, David Tish. Yeah, and uh, he's he was a great guy. He gave me five ten minutes on the phone, and at one point I said, "Okay, uh, you know, I'm about to start this thing that you've already gone through the process. What advice can you give me?" And he said, "Pick winners." <laughs> 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 and <laughs> yeah, so uh, th- those are my three pieces of advice. And you know, do do crazy things because you know if you're going to spend the next ten years on something, you want it to be like something that's really a big idea. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Brex. Your startup is going to change the world, and the right corporate card will get you there even faster. The Brex Corporate Card for Startups offers 10 to 20 times higher limits than traditional corporate cards, automated expense tools, and huge rewards like four times points back on travel, three times back on restaurants, and two times back on recurring SaaS spend, and all with no personal guarantee. Sign up at Brex.com and get waived card fees for life with the code TFR. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Assure. For over three years, Newstack has been raising capital on a deal-by-deal basis, allowing individual investors to select each startup investment. Assure is the company behind the scenes that powers this process. When we have 10, 20, or 30 angels investing in a startup, we can't put all those folks directly on the startup's cap table. So those investors are rolled into a special purpose vehicle that occupies just one line item on the cap table. And Assure handles all ongoing fees, finances, and K-1s for us. We pay a one-time upfront fee, and avoid all the required yearly admin filings and bills. If you run an angel group, or you would like your LPs to invest in deal-by-deal sidecars, go to assure.co slash TFR for 20% off your first SPV. And this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Lyndall Ekman of Foundry Group next. Lyndall, can you tell us a story about a situation where you learned a critical lesson that has changed the way you invest? All right. So two things. So one in particular, I think this is true of any investing, be it private as a GP, an LP, a hedge fund guy, uh, you and your personal IRA, like you need to continue building conviction in any deal the farther along you get. Now, try not to end up, you know, at the at the end point and losing conviction, but don't hesitate to kill a deal if it starts feeling wrong in the last 20 percent. And so remember, you've got, be cognizant, you've got internal agency bias and you may have external agency bias in your partnership as you go further along. 
And you certainly have that bias to complete a deal with someone that you spend a bunch of time with. But if you don't continue building that excitement, shut it down. There will be other opportunities that come. And I think as as an as a newish investor, you just feel like you're just not going to find another one and you do the deal. Uh, I made that mistake, certainly, in a couple of partnerships. It's not one I'll make again. And then the counter to that argument, for me at least, is that negotiating legals is a false signal. Uh, and so a second lesson to me is you have to accept the terms as they are available or not. Sure, you can try and move them, but that legal negotiation is truly a false signal for me of partnership. Often the GP is getting bad advice from his fund formation counsel. Yes, I'm picking on attorneys. Uh, <laughs> and you really shouldn't let that color your deal decision just outside the economic effect of the terms. You know, the whole idea of what's fair and what's right. Um, I've spent way too much of my life negotiating fund formation documents that didn't focus on economic cash flow items, uh, but try to deal with challenging edge cases. Mm -hmm. uh, and it just, it, it can ruin a good partnership. It was a mistake I made you know, for the first number of years of my career. I think it's a mistake many uh, institutional LPs make. You know, they're all, it's one thing to try and get a deal. It's another thing to ruin a, what's going to be a 10 or 15 year relationship up front negotiating too hard on stuff that's likely not to matter. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I've had experiences working with other investors where 90% of their focus is protecting the downside. And I, I feel like they're missing the point here that it's, it's really about optimizing for upside. Well, look, I can argue, you know, anybody that's done it a bunch can argue both sides of that. You know, LPs would argue it's their only chance to influence the, the, out, the outcome and the downside because they, they truly are limited in nature. Um, you know, but that I got to tell you, when you start thinking about possibilities and possible outcomes and realities and lawsuits and all sorts of, of that nature, a concept called the invisible hand, um, uh, Topwe uh, Lawani at uh, a Nigerian uh, fund, they're, they're Helios, they're based in London. Timmy Topwe Lawani uh, introduced the idea of the invisible hand ruling for me. And that is that by its nature, the ecosystem you're involved in will enforce certain outcomes that aren't edge cases. And you should, you should be comfortable with that. And I think, I think that's something that, that uh, I, I learned. That will conclude this installment of Investor Stories. If you're enjoying the program and would like to see it continue, take a moment and leave a five-star review in iTunes. Also, if you'd like updates on new content from TFR, as well as the top 10 VC articles every week, go to fullratchet.net and sign up for the newsletter. Okay, that will wrap things up for today. Until next time, over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for joining me.